All right, Tuesday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just coming off the pregame there with Bannon's video. Just a couple other things economically speaking. Just remember, and I've already put this out on the podcast, that now the average home in America now costs $416,000. You need an average income of $114,000 to be able to form, uh, to, to be able to afford any house in America now, which now also adds to the list of other Biden atrocities since he's been president. We had the Afghan atrocity, the open border atrocity, the hyperinflation atrocity, the Hamas attack atrocity, the Ukraine war atrocity, 40% increase in crime atrocity, and we are now arresting our political opponents. And I know we got, and, and I could play the video of Jenna Ellis crying in claiming Christianity, as she always does, as she capitulates, Jenna Ellis, who raised 260000 I believe it was, over a quarter of a million dollars from Trump supporters for a legal defense fund, then pleads guilty and throws Trump under the bus. And just so everybody knows, when you do something like that, you may have saved yourself, but you've only saved yourself for now. Because you only think she did, because double jeopardy doesn't, doesn't apply, jurisdictionally speaking, because she can be tried federally now, because she was being she was being tried. It should apply jurisdictionally, federally, locally, but it doesn't. So, yeah, she's escaped Fannie Willis's court by pleading out and taking. If she returns all the money, because there should be about $200,000 left, uh, if not more than that, because she received all that cash well into September. So there's no legal bill on the planet that actually cost you $260,000 between mid-September and late October. But so if she returns all that money, I will come and retract what I said, because I'm not a COVID caving pastor. I'm not Goebbels media, so I will retract whenever I'm wrong. But she hasn't so far given back any of that money, and she's a coward. And then she always claims Christianity. It drives me absolutely nuts. You know, but she, so she just basically said that she lied. And here's the thing. What I can't wait for, and I know all of you have already seen, you've probably seen me post this on Twitter, or if you watch this podcast, 553 people that are watching now switch over to Rumble. If at all possible, switch over to Rumble. Even if it's not possible, switch over to Rumble. But... You've seen me post this before, but I'm look, I think it's all great because now the precedent has been set. Has anybody noticed that none of these trials are taking place in Tampa? None of these trials are taking place in Chattanooga or Nashville. Um, they're only being ta- all these trials are, be- are taking place in Democratic Party hubs. So the Democratic Party has set a precedent, and we must abide by this precedent. Precedent is is that you haul your political opponents into your jurisdictional strongholds and then try them for political crimes they didn't commit. Because now, if you, I want you to think of it this way. So now, if a lawyer, because all of Trump's lawyers are being tried, for doing what? For reading statements in court. Now, so if you have a defense attorney who's defending somebody who obviously committed murder, i.e., you know, we need to go back and even though I, I like what Dershowitz, is, his legal defense of Trump, I don't like his politics, but I like his legal defense of Trump, Dershowitz can now be tried if O.J. is ever found guilty. I know he won't, just, just as an example. He could be tried for making uh, false statements about O.J.'s innocence. Anybody, any attorney who comes out who tried somebody who, whose client is being tried for murder, who's found guilty of murder, can now be tried themselves for making false statements about murder. That, that's the precedent that's now been set. And you're like, no, this has to do with campaigns. 
All right, well, what, what Jenna Ellis was doing, she's a bold-faced freaking coward. I've been ripping her for a long time. She's a coward. She's somebody who espouses Christianity as she lies under oath. She's lying under oath in her plea agreement. Lying. She knows she's lying and espousing Christianity. She knows she's lying and saying that, that Trump made definitively false statements about the election. He didn't make any definitively false statements about the election. And even if he did, it's not a crime to lie. I'm sorry, it's not a crime to lie. And the precedent is, is that now we will take every single person, we've got Mike Farrell and all the rest of the, the uh, Democratic Party celebrities that called for electors to be changed after the 2016 election, they will all be hauled down to Tampa, brought in front of red jurisdictions with red judges and red juries, and we won't even keep Tampa because Tampa's got plenty of Democrats in it. So we'll just bring them into small town USA. Bring them into small town USA and try them for their political crimes, which they they tried to influence elections, uh, influence electors, get electors to change. That's now a crime, according to Fannie Willis. So that's the precedent's been set. We will haul them in front of our judges and our juries and our jurisdictions and try them for political crimes. And you're like, and what they'll do is they'll plead out just like uh, the, they're all rejoicing, all the Democratic Party pundits on Twitter and everywhere else. And like Madi Hassan that you saw on the pregame talking to the idiot AOC, and Madi Hassan, by the way, on MSNBC, who has his own show, calls everybody who's not Muslim cattle, just so you know. But he has his own show. Imagine if that was us. But we'll just haul, haul Madi Hassan will be hauled in front of a red jurisdiction with a red judge, red grand, red grand jury, red jury, red appellate court, in answer for denying the 2016 election. And every, other, and every other political win by Republicans. Because that's now a crime. To deny elections is now a crime. And we have all these people, and people are like, well, you know what? The, the uh, statute of limitations probably ran out because they were doing that back in 16, 17, 18, 19. Hillary Clinton's still doing it, so she's well within the realm of statute of limitations. Every video she's on, she's still denying the election. That's now a crime. That's, that's a threat to our democracy. It's an insurrection. So now she needs to be criminally tried and put in prison for the rest of her life. But that won't happen. She'll plead out, just like all these other people are pleading out. And if you're, you're facing 20 or more years in prison, as Jenna Ellis was, and she pled out, what is she? Now, if, you, if you're facing 20 years in prison these, and these charges are real, and these charges are real, then the plea agreement, you'd be spending five to 10 years in prison. What did she get? Six months probation and a fine. So how real were these charges to begin with? Right. They were never real. They're meant for these plea agreements. So Krasenstein, whether it's Eddie Krasenstein or little Brian Krasenstein or Ms. Diasan or all, or MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, whoever the CNN can all come out and say, look at, they were all guilty. Look at Trump was wrong because all of his attorneys are pleading out. Well, they're facing 20 or 30 years in prison if they don't. And they have a blue judge with a blue, blue jurisdiction, a blue prosecutor, blue defense attorney, blue appellate court. So what are you going to do? It's just like Owen Schroyer just pled out because he had no choice. What's he going to do? He's going to stand in Tanya Shutkin's court? He did absolutely nothing. It's all on video. Every, let's just take Owen Schroyer as an example. Every Alex Jones, right-hand man. Everything he did on 1-6 was on video. Every last thing, including rendering aid to the injured. Never went inside the Capitol. Never breached the Capitol. Never trespassed. Nothing. So all you have 
complete exculpatory evidence that shows he did nothing wrong. But he has to plead out anyway, because even if you have exculpatory evidence proving your innocence, it doesn't matter in Tanya Shuckin's court or any other court in D.C. I got to get all the others. Another judge named Kelly, Greg Kelly. I can't remember his name. Greg Kelly's wrong. It's Kelly something Kelly. But anyway, a bunch of other judges there, both Trump appointees and primarily Obama appointees, but also Trump appointees. Or is putting it, and the Trump appointees are just cowards like Jen Ellis. They're afraid of the political ramifications of telling the truth, which was one six was not an insurrection. It's just like all the doctors and nurses and medical professionals and politicians who refuse to acknowledge the truth that we're dealing with a 99.9% survival virus and there's no need for a vaccination, no need for a lockdown, no need for standing six feet apart, no need to quarantine yourself, nothing. But everyone's too afraid of the political ramifications to tell the truth, so they bow to the lie. But the precedent has now been set, and what Jenna Ellis doesn't realize is she can now be tried federally. And now she's under oath admitting guilt. Great job, Jenna. Fantastic job, Jenna Ellis. Great job. And all you've done is screw over everybody who follows you now. There now can be no attorneys. But by the way, this is the precedent that needs to be set. And I'm calling out to the Ken Paxons of the world, the Andrew Baileys of the world, out of out of uh, Missouri that are absolutely destroying the Trump administration, every lawsuit that they do. Supreme Court has now taken up Bailey's lawsuit out of Missouri where you're having the Biden administration where they were illegally influencing the election, which by the way is what Jenna Ellis just pled out to, but, but was Jenna Ellis was post-election. So how do you influence an election post-election? I don't know. But anyway, Bailey's got that going to the Supreme Court now where you had Biden taking down the... Uh, Hunter Biden laptop story under the supposition that it was. Hey, can somebody get that for me? Yeah, there's something, there's something right in front of my right in front of my uh, vision here that I can see bouncing all over the room. So I'm, I'm asking someone to grab hold of it. There we go. Thank you. This is bouncing out. Throw it out there. Yeah, throw it somewhere outside. There we go. It was a cricket jumping right across, right across this right from my field of vision. So anyway, back back to what I was talking about. So the precedent has been set, and this needs to actually take place. And what I was saying about Bailey was is that that, court, that case is now going to the Supreme Court where you had Biden illegally and treasonously influencing elections by taking down true stories on social media. And social media, by the way, is simply a giant leverage operation. Everything is about leveraging into one world commerce system. Everything is about leveraging you into the approved behavior. If every, It's just like me being taken off Facebook. Like right now, if you're watching on Facebook, It'll show that I have like 94 people watching or 112 people watching. Aaron, you can spout out the numbers when you see them. It'll show you what I have watching. Yeah, 107. 107 total? Yeah. On Facebook? Is that yeah. both channels? Yeah. So it keeps going down more and more. Yep. Got 594 people watching total right now on Rumble and other platforms too, YouTube, whatever else. Well, when I first started this podcast, we had 900 people watching live on Facebook. Yep. And now it's gone down. Really? I mean, it's gone down. I mean, it, I, of course it, it didn't. You're like, Tom, that's just pride. You can't, what, it really goes down. Well, I had 900 people watching. We used to have 30,000 views before I left the studio. 50,000 views on our little cut-up clips before they take those down. As we do little cut-up clips, go, Aaron. Oh, no, I was going to say, and we have way more followers now, too. Back yeah, right. then, we only had like 6,000 followers. Yeah. We have 30,000 now. We have 30,000 <laughs> followers now on Facebook. We had 6,000 then. Yeah. had 30,000 people uh, 30,000 views before I leave and leave the studio, 900 people watching live, and then they cut it down. So what it is is they, they're like, you know what? You'll either, they're going to leverage me. That's what they want to do is leverage me. You're either going to tell the truth or you won't be on the platform. It's, that's what everything is about. That's what they did to Jen Ellis. Here's 20 years in prison. 
or you will cop a plea. So they leverage her into bold-faced lying under oath as she espouses Christianity. And she's a liar. She's a coward, and she's a liar. That's who she is. No more support of Jenna Ellis. She's been wrong on everything. Remember, she came out against DeSantis in Disney. She's wrong about everything. She thinks Christianity is a soft-spoken, capitulating voice, a soft-spoken, spoken, cooperating person. That's Christianity. No, Christianity is not that. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, Hebrews 4.12. And Jesus was the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. So he's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, not soft-spoken and cooperating. That's what Jenna Ellis thinks Christianity is. And she's really tough until the going, get, until the, until the going gets tough, and then she just capitulates every time. And like Sidney Powell did the same, Sidney Powell didn't do the same thing because Sidney Powell took a plea, kept her mouth shut, and just, and just uh, drove off into the sunset. Jenna Ellis threw Trump under the bus and was blaming other people. Well, you know, I was receiving advice from much more senior attorneys. Just a little cry. Just the epitome of modern Christianity. I'll bet you she's five times vaxxed, was all in support of her own church closing down, loves COVID caving pastors, made sure she stood six feet apart, all in the name of love. You can't love and lie at the same time. You're either loving or you're lying. There is no loving and lying at the same time, Jenna. All right, so that covered that, which I had no intention of covering, but of course I did. Anyway, it's already 8.52. All right, so anyway, Dr. Ray video. Now, I have to show you this. Now, I know there's lots of stuff going on with, with, with Hamas. I've got my whole Biden section here. I've got my whole Hamas section here. But I had to just show you this because you know, it's off topic for a lot of people right now because everybody is, is uh, caught up in Hamas and, and Israel and all that. And so am I, uh, totally on the side of Israel, not not. Not on the side of the, of, the, of the global agenda. I'm on the side of Israel eradicating Hamas. Hamas raped people. They just did. 1,400 people. Death counts now. 1,431 Americans dead in that 1,400. Killed 1,400 people. Raped numerous women. 210 hostages to this day. Even though they just released two. 210 hostages to this day. So now it's affected 1,600 people total. 1,400 dead. 200, 200 hostages. I'm in favor of Israel eradicating Hamas. That doesn't mean that I don't think that the CIA or even Mossad could have been behind the attack of Hamas. I do, I, who knows? It's not the same as Ukraine and Russia. That's what a lot of right-wingers are doing now, are actually siding with Hamas. Because <laughs> they think it's a grand scheme plan, another shining thing. No, it's been going on forever. And Ukraine was instigated by the Democratic Party. Okay, they, they, they instigated the entire... They, they didn't instigate... If you follow this, the, the, it would be like if you take Ukraine and Israel on the same side in the Democratic Party, guys. They instigated Ukraine to get rid of a democratically elected leader and put in somebody who's going to vie for NATO membership and cause this war. It's a color revolution. Caused by Jake Sullivan, caused by Joe Biden, caused by Barack Hussein Obama, caused by Lindsey Graham, caused by John McCain. It's not the same thing. And by the way, here, nobody did an invasion of a music festival raping and killing 1,400 people and, and, and 31 of those are 40, 31, 31 Americans. Yeah, 31. 31 Americans, confused my numbers. 31 Americans are dead. So that didn't happen over there. So it's two different things. 
And, and Hamas needs to be eradicated, period. That's the whole thing. And you have one side that's a democracy, which is Israel, and a fervent United States uh, uh, ally. And then you have Ukraine, which is the most corrupt, I don't care what anybody says, is the most corrupt country on the planet. People will say some other country that's, that's some third world country, well, that's more corrupt because they have a dictator who's killing people. Okay, that's great. But here's the thing, Ukraine is the most corrupt because that's where all the Democratic Party and Rhino Republicans are laundering their money and hiding their own malfeasance. So it's two very different situations here, and you need to be able to walk a line of specificity. You need to be able to do it and say, okay, even if the CIA did it, and I'm not saying they did, even if Mossad did it, and I'm not saying that they did, it's very weird how there was such a giant intelligence collapse that people can fly over on paragliders and attack Israel with one of the most strident air defenses on the planet. Right. Somehow they can just fly over, so it's weird. And they were warned three years in advance by uh, Egypt and warned three days in advance by Egypt. That was going to happen, and Mossad did nothing. Weird. And you have the Mossad that's actively working against Benjamin Netanyahu all the time, just like you have the DOJ actively working against Donald Trump all the time. So, there, yeah, there's other mitigating factors. Israel is not completely innocent as a country. Some of the most strident, uh, ardent, COVID-capitulating vaccine pimps and whores on the planet come from Israel. And a lot of Israelis inside of America are anti-Israel. I'll show you that in a minute. Yeah. So it's a very complex situation, but I think we can say the that the Hamas rapist and when you're sitting there where you have a father watching his seven-year-old daughter's leg get cut off, this is all now absolutely documented. Notice how you're not seeing any of the Goebbels, Pravda, Mockingbird, Mesdine Hassan media come up anymore and saying, uh, these, a lot of these uh, stories ended up not being true. Um, they were all true. Notice how they said initially that babies' heads weren't cut off when they, oh, oops, there was actually 40 babies' heads cut off. Okay, totally different than Ukraine. I just see, I see a lot of, I've stopped following them because I'm not going to follow people who are anti-Israel. I'm not doing it. I'm not saying there aren't things to be anti-Israel about, but Israel versus Hamas? Uh, you need to side with Israel, dip squat. Right. And I love all the queers for Palestine marching <laughs> in the United States right now where you're not allowed to be queer in Palestine. Uh, yeah. You'd be thrown off of the highest building in Palestine. Now you're marching for Palestinians. What a group of idiots. What a bunch of asinine idiots. I mean, ima imagine, imagine being that dumb. So, in, in, you know, and it's just, I mean, it's blatantly obvious. So in Israel versus Hamas, you choose Israel. Yeah. Voldemar Zelensky, authoritarian dictator versus Vladimir Putin, authoritarian dictator, Saddam Hussein versus the uh, Khomeini's, um, you don't need to pick. Right. Now, here's the thing. You walk the line. Do I think that we need to put U.S. troops in Gaza? Absolutely not. It's, it's, by the way, Israel doesn't want us. There's another, there's another line. Who wants us? Um, that would be Voldemar Zelensky. You know how many people are dead? You know how many of their soldiers are dead right now? It, soldiers and civilians are dead inside of Ukraine right now, burnt to the ground, 500,000. That's an absolute fact. There's, there are two very non-comparable situations. So everybody on the right wing needs to knock it off and walk in specificity here. We're not talking about backing every last thing that Israel does. Right. And I don't mean to get into this as much. I'm going to get, just in case I don't go, get into it tonight. <laughs>
And so everybody knows is they're putting out all these videos of little kids being pulled out of the rubble dead that Israel is allegedly bombed. Remember the fake hospital story for one thing. So you always need, these are, you know those interesting retraction out of the New York Times? They had to retract their Israel bombed the Palestine hospital, 500 people dead, where the hospital was never bombed and there was nobody dead, except for maybe people in the parking lot, which was was actually hit. Yeah. They retracted it. And you know what their retraction said? This is the New York Times, Pravda Goebbels Media. I mean, literally Goebbels, because they're anti-Semites. They are. They might be, they're like, Tom, there's Jewish writers. Yeah, there's Jewish people who are anti-Semites. I.A. George Soros. Yes. They retracted the story by saying, we listen too much to Hamas sources. That's what their retraction said. Why would you ever listen to Hamas sources? <laughs> so right now, whenever you're seeing these videos of these kids being pulled out, and there's lots of right-wing pundits that are showing it. Look how evil Israel is. Do you know what they actually do inside of, before you put out your stupid asinine posts, do you actually know what they do inside of the Gaza Strip? Where a lot of these people are operating at such mental deficiencies, they are mentally ill because they live in constant torment by Hamas. Not Israel, Hamas themselves, who routinely kills their own citizens all the time. They are told to stay in place. They are warned. Aaron, can you remember that video I had you holster? I'm going to show you this just side by side. It. Why do you think, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to default, Aaron, I won't be able to put you on, but I'm going to default to your tech knowledge. Yeah, give me just a second. Yeah, just side by side whenever you can. Yep. I'm just going to, I'm going to show you this video that I showed in the, in the uh, pregame where, where, a, where a, uh, a building's being blown up. And this is what Hamas actually does. They tell their citizens because the IDF sends it in. Pause it for me just a second. Can you, Aaron? Can yep. you do all that? Yep. All right, now look at this video. Aaron, you shout over. Yep. Or even put yourself on audio if you can't do audio and visual at the same yep. time. Yep. But that is high def, correct? Yep. 100%. 100% high def. Now, yep. why would a camera? Now, notice the verbiage on the bottom. That is not Jewish. That is Arabic mm-hmm. on the bottom. Right on the bottom, right there. No, I gotta go this way. It's <laughs> okay. very confused. Right yeah. there. Yep. So there you go. Now, why would a high def camera? Now I'm stealing all of this from Dan Bongino. But why was so credit Dan Bongino on this? Why would a high def camera be placed right there to film this building in the middle of Gaza? Yeah. Absolutely pigeonholed on this, fixated exclusively on this building. Because, and you can roll it, Aaron, because the IDF told them it was going to be bombed. Told them that that was coming. Told them. So, Palestinians, which are almost exclusively all pro-Hamas, they vote them in. They tell their citizens to leave your families in there and be a martyr for Muhammad. Be a martyr for Islam. And then when the bodies are pulled out, they blame it on Israel. Yep. Israel tells them days in advance. That's why they can put a camera on the freaking building. That they're going to blow up the building. So they put the camera on the building, tell people to stay in it, and then drag the bodies out and blame it on Israel. It's incorrect. This, now, Tommy's saying that Israel's never at fault. Of course they're human beings, and they are at fault at times. But who's more at fault? When was the last time you heard, saw a video of... Israeli soldiers, bring it back to me, Aaron. When was the last time you saw a video of Israeli soldiers taking hostages, um, raping women, gouging out eyes, get decapitating people? Uh, when did that ever happen? So you might want to side with the people who never do that. Yeah. 
versus the people who always do that and the people who just killed. How many, I mean, let me calculate this. How many Americans has the IDF killed? Let me add them up now. A 0.0. How many Americans has Hamas killed or their Iranian, who, by the way, we all know that Iran funded this attack and coordinated this attack. So how many people have, how many Americans have Hamas killed? How many Americans have Hamas made? We know 31 over the last three weeks. We got that since October 7th. We know Hamas has killed 31 Americans. They killed them all in one day, October 7th. We got that. How many, have, how, many have, how many Americans have Israeli soldiers killed in the last three weeks? Um, that'd be zero. How many in the last 10 years? That'd be zero. Let's, let's come. How many people, how many Americans has Hamas killed totally? How many people has Hezbollah killed totally? And you're, you're worried about bodies being dragged out of buildings that they're warned we're going to bomb you in a day. Right. You know why they can do that? Because they can't move the building. And most of Gaza, by the way, is underground. Most of what's happening with Gaza, most of what's happening with Hamas is underground. So how effective are these attacks by Israel? Not that effective. Do they kill Palestinians? Yes, the ones that are told to stay by Hamas. And again, if Palestinians were so wonderful, why is it that Egypt, Jordan, and one other country refuses to take any of the refugees? Qatar. Qatar refuses yeah. to take any of their refugees. Why? But here comes all these right-wingers who think, you know what? And, and I lo- listen, I love these people. They were great during COVID. They tell the truth. I'm as right-wing as right-wing can get. But you're going to need to disseminate. You're going to need to operate in the particulars. You're going to need to be specific. Doesn't mean that I back Netanyahu and his biometric card. I certainly do not. Right. But I do, ben- I do back Benjamin Netanyahu versus Hamas. You're going to need to be able to do that. You're going to need to improvise, adapt, and overcome. All right, let me go on, because I've got a lot more on that later. But anyway, I had to show you this on vaccines. This was the Biden administration's secret script. It's all being revealed now. Dr. Ray video. Listen to these emails. Dr. Uh, Naomi Wolf, play for me. I understand that you obtained some really alarming emails through the Freedom of Information Act request um, that has to do with the negative side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine. Most egregiously, um, on children and young adults. So if you could walk us through that, I'm sure the audience would appreciate it. Sure, it's it's absolutely shocking. Um, so you know, in addition to our 3,250 uh, doctors and nurses and scientists, volunteers, War Room Daily Cloud volunteers um, working on the scientific side of the Pfizer documents, we also have 250 volunteer lawyers. And one of these is Ed Berkovich, and he has FOIA'd um, anything, any mention of myocarditis by the CDC. And the last time I was on a war room, I shared that there's a whistleblower at the CDC because in addition to the pages that he had asked for, he got 46 pages that he hadn't requested um, that showed that in fact, the White House communications team was freaking out at the highest levels in April of 2021 because news of blood clots and heart damage had reached them. And instead of coming clean with the American people, pulling this injection off the market, they looped in Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, Dr. Walensky, and created a script, 17-page script, their word, which is wholly redacted, um, to keep everyone on message and and downplay um, these dangers. And in fact, as you recall from 2020, 
So as I've been saying now over the last 43 months and 15 days to flatten the curve, and then after, of course, with the vaccines. Now, of course, this is why Pfizer wanted all their vaccine developmental data kept confidential for 75 years, but it was already out. This, this data, you either the FDA is stuck between a rock and a hard place because they're about to get their butt suit off, and there's lots of people that they're, they're going to turn on their alleged benefactors where they got their free vaccines and they got to be part of the approved class for a while where they weren't censored off of social media. They really enjoyed it until you end up with a blood clot or a, or, or a swollen heart or dead or with ADE. But they knew about this. So what happened was, I'm trying not to go too deep into this because I'll never get to my next section because I never actually should start with my first slide being vaccines because who knows if I'll go anywhere else. Because this is the greatest atrocity ever committed on planet Earth is injecting five plus billion people, six plus billion people with this uh, gene therapeutic, this gene altering drug, which is what it is. that has no beneficial uh, qualities whatsoever and only has deficit qualities. And that's the way that it is. Either, I mean, I'm talking about infirmity, sickness, illness, disease or death. But what happened was so this material was coming out. It was coming. They knew now because they had access to the Pfizer Pfizer, Moderna, vaccine developmental data. And always remember, Moderna is partners with the NIH. And many of the patent holders for both Moderna and Pfizer work for the NIH. So them, they are actually forcing you to take a vaccine that they financially benefit from, as well as 75 members of Congress who are mandating a vaccine that they themselves, Republican and Democrat, that they themselves are financially benefiting from you being forced to take, which is the same thing with Ursula von der Leyen in the European Union, forcing the vaccine passport on everybody when her husband works for a contractor for Pfizer. So she is financially benefiting from a vaccine she's forcing everybody to take, which is how it all works. A giant circle bleep, a giant symbiote around the globe. That's, that's Love money is the root of all evil. First Timothy 6.10. So it, it starts coming out April of 2021. That whoopsie daisy, remember now, 1,200, they all know this. They all know this. The Biden administration knows it. Everybody knows it. That 1,223 people died in a one-year trial. Because the vaccine was developed in basically a year. And in that year, 1,223 people died in the trial. In the trial, more people caught COVID who were on the vaccine that didn't then didn't take the vaccine. More people died in the trial of COVID-19 that were vaccinated than those who died of COVID-19 that were not vaccinated. Just remember that. And then, of course, and again, I don't want to get too far into this. Then, of course, they eliminated the control group once they got the EUA, and now all of their data is all convoluted and messed up. I don't have time to get into that. But what happened was, so they were reading the data that was coming out and that it was causing myocarditis, pericarditis, and blood clots. They don't even know about antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome yet. They don't know anything about that. The White House knew it. What did they do? They enrolled Anthony Fauci to go to every podium. Remember Anthony Fauci, who made COVID-19. Him and Ralph Barrick made COVID-19. He knew it the entire time and was lying to everybody that it came from a, from a wet market a thousand miles south of Wuhan. <laughs> a pangolin or whatever. What do they call Paddlin? Whatever. Pangolin. Pangolin. Thank yeah. you, Aaron. <laughs> a pangolin. Yeah, pangolin in a wet market. That's what Anthony Fauci said. 
when his own, we have it all here uh, on the podcast where his own scientists are telling him, oh, this is, this is man-made. And then he paid him each $500 million, $5 million to keep their mouth shut. That's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. They're all redacted now, which is why, by the way, they have to cheat in elections. They have to cheat. I'm not afraid to say it. They did cheat in elections. Um, Tom, it was brought before 60 courts, and every all 60 courts said that there was no evidence of a fraudulent election. Um, no, all 60 courts said that they were not, they weren't going to hear the case for lack of standing. That's what actually happened. So when Jenna Ellis lies like she did today or yesterday, whenever she was, she did her plea agreement. That's the actual, there was no court that said there was no cheating. There was every court said we're refusing to hear the case. And the only court that has heard the case is Arizona and there's definitive evidence of cheating. So anyway, so the White House finds out that the vaccines are causing blood clots and myocarditis. And what did they do? They enlist Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, and Rochelle Walensky to pimp and whore themselves all over the place, espousing the greatness of vaccines. They actually put out a script. And just like Joe Biden's little cards he has to read off because he's too stupid. It's not that he's too infirmed. He's too stupid to actually have a cognitive thought himself, so they have to give him his cards, his laminated cards, so he can figure out how to get off, on and off stages. They gave Fauci a script, Collins a script, Wolinsky a script. They knew 1,223 people died. They knew 28 out of 32 women who were pregnant miscarried. They knew all of that and then came out and they said, you know what? We, we know that this causing blood clots, myocarditis, pericarditis, but we're giving you a script that you go out there and say, it's the greatest thing ever. And of course, those three words, safe and effective. And that's what they did. They actually reading off a script. They were, quote, from the whistleblower, freaking out in April of 2021. Freaking out. And instead of taking it off the shelf after 1,223 vaccine trial deaths, now that they know it causes swollen heart myocarditis, swollen heart lining pericarditis, they knew that and blood clots, pulmonary embolisms. Instead of pulling it off the market and saving lives, which according to estimates right now, you're looking at 600 to 800,000 Americans that have died of the vaccine so far. Where do you get that from? Edward Dowd and Peter McCullough. Pull it up and look at it. It's indisputable, irrefutable. That's why they, now if that wasn't true, then just prove it to me, Mandy Cohen, leader of the CDC who has all the statistical data. Then why don't you just release all of your death data? Release all of your vaccine, your vaccinated death and hospitalization data. Why, won't, why wouldn't she? For everyone practicing evil, hates the light, does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed, John 3.20. That's why. Just to show it to us. Why, and again, going back to, back to elections, why not have forensic hearings? Why not have forensic audits? audits? Why, well, I, I'm fine with it. You want to have a forensic audit after Donald Trump wins the election in 20, 2025 or 2024, I mean, and becomes president in 2025? Or DeSantis or whatever Republican. I'm fine with it. Let's have a forensic audit. As long as I got a Republican in the room, Democrat in the room, let's have a forensic audit. I have no problem with that. Why do Democrats always hide from that? Why are all Anthony Fauci's emails redacted? Why can't we see the hospitalization and death, rate, death rates among the vaccinated? Why? Why can't we see any of that? And it's amazing because there's people that are watching this right now that doesn't even change your opinion about anything. That what you espouse, you say you're pro-vax, you're pro-vax, you're, you're, you're pro that there was no election stolen from you, that there's no, that, that, that 2020 wasn't a stolen election, you, you believe that the, the election wasn't stolen, and you believe in the vaccination, then why is it that all of your data needs to be hidden from us? Why is it that which could prove you correct is hidden from the public. Have a forensic audit in, in Atlanta. 
Have a friends of God. Let let Miss Ruby ask for Ruby Freeman, and I know the one who got a medal of, medal of freedom from Joe Biden. <laughs> not, not, she's not biased or anything. She's not biased, but she got a Weird. medal of freedom from Joe Biden. <laughs> well, just let's do a friends of God. You can have your Democrats in the room. You can have, you can have ten Democrats in the room. We only have five Republicans. Let's have a forensic audit. Everybody sees what's going on. I have no problem with that. Why do you have a problem with that? If you are so staunch in your beliefs, then why won't you elect, why won't you allow the exposition of the data that proves your beliefs? Vaccines are great. Then why don't you release the hospitalization and death rates of COVID nineteen or any other malady amongst the vaccinated? Why? Why wouldn't you do that? If you are so fervent and you are so convinced, then release the data that proves your point. But you won't. They won't do it. And this is exactly what happened here. It came out. They found out the vaccine was causing blood clots and myocarditis and pericarditis. And what they do? Mandated it to all federal employees. After that, that was part of the script. They gave Fauci a script. Collins a script. Rochelle Walensky a script. The Surgeon General, I can't remember what that numbnut moron's name is, but they gave him a script. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. And six to 800,000 Americans are dead because of it, but at least they stuck to their script. Is that Jerome? Yeah, it's Jerome Adams or yeah, something Jerome like that. Adams, Jer- yeah, Jerome Adams. Jerome Adams. Yeah, he's okay. a... Do you want to talk about an asinine idiot? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Dumb one of the dumbest people on the planet. All right, moving on. Otherwise, I can just go on and on and on with vaccine stuff. Let me go to Biden. Now, what I like to do is a little Biden section every show here. <laughs> This will be a myriad of stories. We're going to start with uh, we're going to start with the border, but it's all mixed in with Hamas mischief video. Border Patrol on the lookout for terrorists. Play it for me. That intel arm of CBP is out with a new bulletin, and it has a very alarming headline. It says foreign fighters of Israel-Hamas conflict may be encountered at the southwest border. Daily Caller got a copy of this material that was posted three days ago, and it's warning about fighters from Hamas, Hezbollah, and Islamic Jihad trying to exploit the poorest southern border because, uh, and part of the concern is that they can see the same things that everybody else sees, these numbers. Uh, A record 2.48 million encounters in a fiscal year, and among them at least 172 people on the terror watch list. That is 172 who actually came face to face with law enforcement and didn't get away. So another record for the Biden administration in September with 269,000 people crossing the border in a month. Congratulations, highest September in history, maybe highest month in history, I don't know, but congratulations to the Biden administration on that. And year to date for just 2023, fiscal year 2023, which is October 2022 to October of 2023. Congratulations to the Biden administration for allowing 2.5 million people to illegally cross the border, which does not count gotaways and doesn't count all the ones across the border that nobody knows about, which is uh, one to five times that many. So at minimum, 5 million people cross the border at minimum, because that's CBP statistics. They always tell you that. Sorry to tell you this every time on the podcast. But CBD statistics, CBP statistics always say, Count the numbers one to five times what we're giving you because you have to count the people that we never run into. It doesn't even count gotaways because there's always a million gotaways on top of the 2.53 million people that the Biden administration, or hundreds of thousands, not not another million, hundreds of thousands of gotaways that you always have to tack on on top of the Biden numbers. But that's not even, that gotaways are actually tabulated. There's one to five times as many actually across the border in fiscal year 2022-2023. So their actual, their number is 2.5 million. At minimum, it's 5 million. At minimum, it's 4.8 million to be exact. At minimum, that'd be one times that much, one times that that many. So that's how many people crossed in one 
one year under the Biden administration. World record crossing the border in September. Congratulations to the Biden administration setting another record. Speaking of records, here we go on this. So I want to just show you this, the difference now. Fiscal year 2020, which would be 19 to 20, you had 646,000 people cross the border. And in comes the Biden administration. They don't just double it. They triple it <laughs> in one year. And then basically double the tripling the next year. <laughs> and then almost triple the original year. I mean, it's amazing. So they go, the so Bush, I mean, not Bush, yeah. Trump let in 646,000 and had an average of 8,000 a month at the end of his presidency. Now we have 10,000 a day crossing the southern border. And then the first year of the Biden administration, he goes from 646, let's make a simple math. He goes from 650,000 under the Trump administration. Biden brings it up to 2 million, from 650 to 2 million, and then basically makes the next year almost 3 million, and then crosses well over 3 million this year. Um, I mean, it's, it truly is amazing what the Biden administration has pulled off. I mean, the level of, of incompetence, and again, you, have, you only have the two choices. It's either galactic incompetence or an evil leveraging you into a one-world commerce system agenda. Yeah, it's, it's one of those two. And a lot of these, these 3.2 3 million people that he's led in this year are Hamas and Hezbollah. As you saw the count, that is 169. Under Donald Trump in his last year of presidency, his last two years, 19 and 20, in 19, he allowed in zero people on the terror, terror watch list. And in 2020, he allowed in three. This year... All right, and, and this is the count that we have. It's 169 have been let in. So it's gone from zero to 169. 169 times more than Donald Trump let in. That, that, that's what the Biden administration has pulled off. So what you have to ask yourself is, are they pro-Israel or anti-Israel? They're calling for a ceasefire. So Hamas comes in, butchers 1,400, pe 1400 people, 31 of them are being Americans rapes numerous others, takes 200 hostages, gouges out eyes, permanently infirms many people. And then the Biden administration is coming in and calling for a ceasefire. Weird, isn't it? They're, they're calling for Israel not to invade Hamas. So are they really, now they're letting in Hezbollah and Hamas every day through the southern, southern border. Under Trump administration, zero people were let in under the terror, terror watch list. And 169 have been let in this year only. And last year, it was 58, I believe, 68, something like that. I had the numbers. Every year, basically went from zero, and then uh, Biden's first year was 20, his next year was 68, and now it's 169. Because it's on purpose, because he's actually an anti-Semite. He's actually anti-Israel, hates Israel. So he's letting in. And, by the way, just like I said, many Israelis hate Israel. Many, there we go, uh, Americans hate America. Joe Biden being one of them, they hate us. They hate America, so he's letting in terrorists. Look at 3, three million people. 3.2 million people he's let in. This year alone, times that by three. Because by the end of the year, just times it by three because basically what it'll be. And again, according to CBP statistics, it'll, they'll say 7 million. It's just added up. 3.2 million, 3.2 million, add in basically another three, 3 million. So you're at, just say, 6 million. And then another 2 million. So you're at 8 million by the time this year's over. Eight to nine million. I said it'll be closer to 10 million. That's what he's led into the country during his administration in three years. It's one to five times that many. So at minimum, it's 20 million people that he's allowed into the country. They have no idea who they are. And just like I showed in the pregame where he had like Kilmeade and uh, Pete 
Hegg, something I can't remember his name on Fox talking about the the numbers. And they're you know and, and my Arcus is asked, these people on the terrorist watch list, where are they now? And what was Alejandro Mayorkas's answer, DHS secretary? Um, I don't know. That so it's either galactic incompetence, absolutely out of your element, have no idea what you're doing, or agenda-driven evil. Those are your only two choices because those those people. Tom, you just said those people. That's right. Hezbollah and Hamas will commit acts of terror inside the United States. On command of the Democratic Party for all intents and purposes because they let them in the country on purpose. So it really, what's the difference? Whether they actually tell them to do it or they let them in to do it. What's the difference? All two leverage you into a one world commerce system. The reason why, you can bring it back to me. The reason why they want America to be terrifying with a 40% increase in felonious crime, 25% increase in murder. The reason why they have, and the reason why an average home now costs $416,000 in order to afford, afford an average home, you have to be making a household income of over $114,000 a year. That's all on purpose. And like I said in the last podcast, previous three podcasts, I could, I could show you 50 videos. I could actually, if I wanted to, and don't do it, Aaron. I don't want you to do it because Aaron will just do it. I could tell Aaron, find me 60 videos of people between the age of 18 and 35 saying they can no longer afford life. He would do it. Yeah. It'd be, I mean, you want because he's way better than me. He'd go on TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere else and pull them. I'm ready. They're I'm ready. Yeah, I know. The, the, the octopus, Davy Jones. <laughs> we need to get a video of that. So whenever I refer to that, we show it on the podcast. That's who Aaron is. But anyway, so we could do that. That's all on purpose. And the reason why they want Hamas terrorists in America is so you run to the government for help. The reason why they want a house, an average home cost to be $416,000 and a household income of $114,000 a year in order to be able to afford a house of $416,000. The reason why they want that in the, in the average, average household income in America is fifty dollars to $75,000 a year. So nobody can buy a house now. So what are you going to do? You're going to have to run to BlackRock, which is the federal government. BlackRock, Vanguard, primary stockholder. And Vanguard is BlackRock, primary stockholder. And uh, uh, BlackRock is Vanguard. And they're all ESG in together, DEI in together, which I don't have time to get into. So anyway, that's the purpose, is to leverage you. So you, you can't afford anything anymore, so you will run to them. What's coming out in Canada right now? Just came out. Guaranteed monthly incomes are now, they're trying to situate that right now in Canada. There's so many videos of Canadian citizens that no longer, they can't afford anything while they're being taxed into oblivion. Justin Trudeau will come in and say, you have to pay all these taxes per liter because I believe they go by liters or maybe they go by gallons in Canada. I don't know. Yeah, liters. They go by liters. Yeah. So they go by liters in Canada. You have to pay this much tax on each liter of gas that you have because you got to save the planet because, for the, because you don't want you to emit CO2. So you have to pay all these taxes so you can't afford to drive to work anymore. And then they give you, so you end up spending, let's say, $10,000 a year more in gas but then they give you a government subsidy of $1,600. And then they use that to fight against the conservatives, saying the conservatives want to take away your $1,600 per year of a government subsidy, when the conservatives actually want to give you back the $10,000 that you, that you pay in taxes. See how it works? That's how it works. Mm-hmm. It's all leveraging into one world commerce system. So the Canadian citizens can't afford to drive to work, so now they'll have to depend on mass transit controlled by the government. They can't afford a house, so they have to go to their... You know, they're 20 by 30 cubicle in some high-rise government-controlled building or apartment complex that the government now controls. 
that, Vac- that Vanguard owns, or BlackRock owns, who's feeding Justin Trudeau lots of money to his campaign coffers. That's what it's all about, is leveraging you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. You can't, afford, you can't afford clothes without them. You can't afford food without them. You can't afford medicine without them. You can't afford health care without them. You can't afford a home without them. You can't afford anything without them, so you got to run to them. That's the point of it all. It's the same thing as I told you with when it came to social media. You'll either say what we say, we'll ban you off. You're Tom Lipley, you start a podcast, you got 900 people watching in a week. That's what I had, 900 people watching in a week. I got 734 watching now, three years later. Because I was banned off of everything, banned off of YouTube, banned off of Facebook. You're like, I'm watching you on Facebook right now. Yeah, with like 37 people on it. I had 900 people exclusively on Facebook. Yeah. There was no rumble at that time. And we were bare, we had like 14 people on YouTube and like three on Twitter, which was like Periscope. (laughs) Yeah. At the time, it was all on YouTube, banned me from it because I wouldn't say their approved narrative, which everything that I said was factually accurate. And even Zuckerberg has now come out and said what I said was factually accurate while I'm still being shadow banned. Yep. Because I, they're leveraging me, me into compliance. That's what they're doing. Make everything unaffordable to you so they leverage you into compliance, leverage you into subjection and submission, leverage you into crying out to them for help. That's the point of all of it. They love it. They love it. They're a bunch of power pervs, sadomasochistic power pervs. All right, missed your video. Back to the border. I know I've digressed a lot. Missed your video. Going back to the border. This is a great video. It's Ben Burkwam of, illegal, of, the, of the illegal alien invasion at the Roosevelt Hotel in New York City. Play it for me, Heather. We're bringing more in. We're at the Roosevelt Hotel. We've got all these uh, scooters, some stolen, no license plate, all parked illegally on the street. This whole hotel, 400 plus rooms. It's coming down to show you the impact of what Biden's doing on our southern border. How you doing, man? Did you work here? No. Almost all fighting age men. Senegal? Mauritania? No camera? Okay. Senegal, Mauritania? Senegal, okay. So this whole thing, actually, this was a restaurant too. It's been taken over, converted to part of the processing. All of this, guys, all of this is the new Democrat industry of illegal immigration. Millions and millions and millions of dollars going into it. Senegal? No, Mauritania? Somalia? Somali? Somali, okay. Okay, we got Somali there. You guys have operations here? Is it federal or state operations? Yeah, I can. I can be on any sidewalk, bro. It's still America. I mean, if we're going to allow people to invade our country, I can stand on the sidewalk in America. So he says I can't be here. I can't be. Oh, that's even better. So won't let me in the building. Now he's trying to say I can't even stand in front of the building on the public sidewalk. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's what our country's turned into, guys. American citizen, can't do it. Legal alien, come on in. Huh? So they don't they don't want they don't want me filming they're uh, selling drugs. Apparently they don't they don't want that on camera. Uh, got these guys here. We got these guys over here. These guys are the drug dealers over here. They didn't want me uh, filming that. They're distributing right now. They don't want that on camera, apparently. 
You got drugs out in the open. You got hundreds of people coming through per day. That guy just picked up his joint. So that's the money-making operation here. There you go. Buying as we speak. Well done, Democrats. So where are all the women and children? I saw. I actually did see one woman and one child in the entire thing. Why are we receiving, and Aaron said this, why are we receiving military-aged men from Senegal and Somalia from the humanitarian crisis there? Is that one of, the, according to Joey Behar, that the ocean is just overwhelming the country now? <laughs> yeah. That climate change is causing all these people? That and, and, and I just again, I just put out the challenge to anybody who espouses that climate change is causing worldwide illegal migration. Just name me the country and the climate atrocity, the climate holocaust that's happened that's caused them to move. So let's just say Senegal. What climate emergency has happened in Senegal that has caused all of these people to come to the Roosevelt Hotel where they can do illegal drug deals right out in front of the hotel and nobody gives a crap. <laughs> Great job, Eric Adams, by the way. Fantastic job to the democratically, the Democrat mayor of, of New York City. Fantastic job, just like de Blasio and all the rest of the idiots before you. So we'll just go to Somali, Ilan Omar. When Ilan Omar married her brother and came to the United States. In Somali, what is, what is the climate uh, emergency that's caused all the Somalis to move? I, mean, I, I understand if they want to come, try to come to America and, and, and enjoy the benefits of our economy, which I don't want them to be here. They're illegal. They're breaking the law. And we already let in one to two million per year legally, by the way. Never forget that. And none of that has stopped, by the way, because it's called chain migration. Because they allow in statistically one to 1.2 million legal immigrants per year. But that includes your aunt, your uncle, your husband, your wife, your kids, and everything else. So for every one that they lend, it's another four. So they're allowing in about 5 million per year legally. And Biden's uh, 5 million per year illegally. 10 million per year minimum. In a country of 330 million, according to the censor, to the, not the censor, the uh, census. So my, my, my question is, what climate, just show me this, show me the statistical data. Show me the video of the climate emergencies that are causing, because that's the Democratic Party line. Joe Biden has said it. Joe, uh, Joy Bayar has said it. AOC has said it. That's all these climate emergencies. Climate emergencies in Costa Rica. Where, what is it exactly? What is the climate emergency in Costa Rica that caused all the Costa Ricans to cross the southern border illegally? <laughs> Just tell me what it is. Is it rain, snow, sleet, hail? Uh, what is it exactly? Go, Aaron. Uh, it might be that Guam is going to flip over and oh, capsize. Oh, that's right. Hank, yeah. Hank, what's his last name? Oh, Hank? I can't I can't remember. remember. I always remember, can't remember his last name. <laughs> See if you can find it for me. Yeah, well. Just drive me nuts. But Hank, oh gosh, the congressman that thought that Guam was going to overturn. I mean, that's one of the greatest videos in the history of video. <laughs> and, he, and he got reelected again. Hank Johnson. Hank Johnson. Yeah. I knew it was like Williams or something, yeah. a common last name. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. Just to reiterate the numbers for you, here's the Biden administration. Under Trump, three. Three under Biden, nine, he, he he in his first year in office he allowed in five times more people on the terror watch list, and then incalculable to ninety eight in my mind incalculable to one sixty nine except fifty well fifty times more over fifty times more Biden's letting in than Trump on the terror on the terror watch list just so everybody knows right, let's go to the next one RNC research video what is Biden's level of concern right now remember I told you that he's anti Israel. He's anti-Jew. These people are Nazis. I'm telling you. There's no difference. Why? Why is Joe Biden doing everything to hear Tom, that is hyperbolic. I don't care. Understand that. I don't care. That's what these, that's what these people are. Why would he defund the CIA, 
terror watchdog group watching over Iran. Why would he defund it? Trump, Trump uh, put it together, formed it in 2017, and Joe Biden disbanded it in 2022 just in time for this invasion. Right? That's weird, isn't it? Why would he give? I mean, they say it's for humanitarian purposes only, but we know all funding is fungible. We know that. So $6 billion that you say that's only going to be used for humanitarian purposes. Now they can take $6 billion that they already had that were going to be used for humanitarian purposes and give it to terror because they know you got your $6 billion backup coming their way. So it doesn't matter. All funding is fungible. Why would you ever give them $6 billion for anything? Iran does not need our humanitarian assistance. They have a very, very advanced, which I, I think I might get to. They have a very advanced rocket system. They have a very advanced military. They have lots and lots of oil money. They don't need our humanitarian aid, but Biden goes out of his way to give them $6 billion on 9-11 yeah. of 2023 and reinitiates, allows them to reinitiate, even though they were doing it the whole time, but they reinitiate their nuclear weapons developmental program. All this all on 9-11. Why, why would he do that? Because he's anti-Israel. Why would he give $700 million under a UN charter to Palestinian terror? Why would he do it? Why is he there, was there, why was he there mumbling around, bumbling around in Israel, trying to make sure that Israel doesn't invade Gaza? Why? Why would he do that? Why would he care? I mean, 31, and let alone 31 Americans died, and he stranded more Americans there because none home on Air Force One with him. So what does the Biden, Biden administration stand on anti-Semitism? RNC research video, what is Biden's level of concern right now? This is the question that was asked to Karine Jean-Pierre, whose sole, sole qualifications for being the press secretary for the White House is, as you say, black lesbian. That's it. She has no communication skills. She has very low IQ. She's noticeably stupid, noticeably ignorant, but she is a black lesbian, so she qualifies to be the press secretary. So what, what is the Biden administration's level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism inside the United States? Play for me. Level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen... Uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And that is something you heard the president speak to in his uh, in his address uh, just last last Thursday. So she says there's no credible threats to Jewish Americans. Okay, and then she says Muslims are disproportionately the victims of ethnic violence. Where? She says there's no credible threats to Jewish Americans. Israeli Americans, but she says that Muslims are the disproportionate recipients of ethnic violence. Where exactly? If there's no credible threats to Jewish Americans, where but where are the credible threats to Islamic Americans? Where is it? I mean, Aaron, have you heard of one? I haven't heard of one. Have you, no. I mean, I haven't heard of any. 
Where's the credible threat to Palestinian Americans or is it any Islamic Americans? She says there's no credible threats to Jewish Americans and then espouses that Muslims are the greatest recipients of, of, of ethnic violence. I'm like, where? If there's no credible threats to Israelis, then there's no credible threats to Muslims because there isn't any. But here's the thing. So this is a Mossad commentary video. Here's Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, just a day or two ago. Now I want, here, here's Palestinians brutally assaulting Jews, which I'll show you that video. And then we have to ask ourselves, where are the videos of the Jews brutally assaulting Palestinians? I, I don't know. Play for me, other. No credible threats, huh? Karine Jean-Pierre, whose sole qualification is to be the White House press secretary, is it? She's a gay black lesbian. No credible threats. I just want to know where are the where are the videos of the Jews beating up the Palestinians inside of the United States of America? This is just like I, I never can find videos of white people attacking black people. I only find black people attacking white people. So I mean, I'll, I'll play them. I promise you, because I hate all violence. I really do. I hate. It. I was a police officer. For 25 years, 1992 to 2017, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. Google me right now. I'll pop right up. You'll see my big fat head. <laughs> you see it. I don't like violence. I don't, I don't. I don't behave in violence. I don't threaten violence unless you threaten me first. But I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, uh, there aren't any, but they allegedly, and then, they, of course, they always espouse that there's a trans genocide going on, and I can't find any videos of trans people being assaulted. Nope. I can't find any videos of black people being assaulted except by other black people. Yep. The only, the only, the only high level of violence against trans are committed by who, Aaron? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it's black people. Oh, you got to put yourself on. Yeah, uh, no, they can hear me, but yeah, yeah black people uh, having sex with them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's FBI UCR statistic. <laughs> FBI UCR statistic is the only only disproportionate victimhood of the trans community are black men committing violence against them while they've hired them to commit a, to to have sex with them. <laughs> That's it. That's the only time trans people are actually victimized in a violent way because they consider if you call them if you call them their actual sex that that's they're being victimized. So I'm talking about actually physically victimized. The only time trans people are actually physically victimized is by black people who have hired them for a sex act. Right. That's according to the FBI. That's not me. It just lost a lot of viewers. The must, people must not like that. Is that not Christ-like? I don't know. It's just, uh, me, it, it, the, it, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, John 8, 32. The truth is the truth. So you have that video. So you have Karine Jean-Pierre saying, there's no credible threats against Jewish people in America. While we have a video of Palestinians assaulting Jews in America. And here's the ADL. Now, this is Jonathan Greenblatt, who I've ripped on many times. And a lot of you are probably very bored by that because you have no idea who that idiot is. And he is an idiot. Jewish American who hates Israel. That's who Jonathan Greenblatt is. He uses the Anti-Defamation League to censor you off, censor conservatives off of social media by calling you an anti-Semite. How does he do that? Just by, if you say anything against George Soros. George Soros is bought and paid for, uh, Letitia James, Kim Fox, George Gascon, Larry Krasner, and all the other 75 uh, district attorneys around the United States to not prosecute felonious crimes so that we have more felonious crimes because nobody's being prosecuted for them, so obviously there'd be more crimes. 
So he said that on purpose, again, so that you feel unsafe, you run to the government for help, leverage you into that one world commerce system. But if I say that, then I'm an anti-Semite, according to the ADL. That's what they do. They've, they've come after Elon Musk for being an anti-Semite. Even though anti, he never said one anti-Semitical thing in his life. Never. Ever. Not one time. And they call him an anti-Semite. But here's the ADL. One week after Hamas's brutal terror attacks in Israel, white supremacists continue to rail against Israel. <laughs> where, where, where? Where are the... And listen, I hate white supremacy. Yeah. I do, because it's stupid. I don't like anything that's stupid. I don't like anything that's hateful. I don't like black supremacy. I don't like Islamic supremacy. I don't like any, I don't, I don't, I don't like any supremacy. I'm selling, I mean, but Jonathan Greenblatt is a freaking liar. White supremacy, where are the white supremacists who are attacking Jews? Where? (laughs) Give me one example, ADL, which is Jonathan Greenblatt. Show me, show me one example. You have Palestinians that are attacking Jewish Americans. But where are the white supremacists? But he's holding and he's running the propagandist mockingbird Goebbels freaking lie. Is this what you have to say? It's just like the script they gave to Fauci, safe and effective. Script they gave to Mandy Cohen. Script they gave to Rochelle Walensky. Script they gave to Francis Collins. Say the vaccine is safe and effective, even though we know it causes, causes myocarditis, pericarditis, and blood clots. Say that it's safe and effective. So, Jonathan, even though you're allegedly the anti-defamation league, so you're against a defamation of Jews and anti-Semitism, we still need you to tote the party line, which the number one threat to America, according to Christopher Ray and Joe Biden, is white supremacist terrorism, terrorism, even though it never happens. There is no videos of white supremacists doing anything to anybody. Yes, there's white supremacist idiots. There's black supremacist idiots. Madi Hassan has his own channel on MSNBC, and he calls, calls everybody who's not Islamic cattle. So according to that, white supremacists continue to rail against Israel and the Jewish community gathering in cities, nation. Where? <laughs> Talk about bold-faced freaking lying. Where? <laughs> where Where are all these white supremacist rallies? Are you, are you talking about the, the Patriot Front? They marched like there's 60 guys through Columbus, Ohio recently. That, which is all feds, they cover their faces head to toe. Cover their bodies head to toe. Cover their cover their faces. Basically, they got a hat coming down to here, and their mask comes down. I mean, the only thing you can see is the the bottom, the the very top of their eyeballs. Where 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 are these where are these videos gathering in cities nationwide to promote their racist anti-Semitic propaganda? Where? <laughs> there, I mean, it's just a lie. And a lot of Democrats will read this and go, "Oh my gosh, yes." There's white supremacists everywhere. I mean, do you ever think to yourself, if you're like, if you're a COVID-caving moron who you, you quarantined your family, you did all that crap, put on a mask, dutifully took your five vaccines and locked down your church. Do you ever ask yourself very simple questions like, where are the bodies? Why is it that nobody in my family's died of COVID? You ever ask yourself simple questions like that? Ever? And then all the deaths, because I've shown all the graphs on this show, all the deaths started when? There was no increase in excess mortality in 2020. 0.0. And basically all the graphs that I've shown, there was more deaths in the preceding years than 2020. 2020 was actually a lull in deaths. Not an increase in deaths. No, we're being overrun in our emergency rooms. They got refrigerator trucks coming into New York. You ever ask yourself, where are the videos of the bodies? Yeah. You ever ask yourself that? You're a stupid idiot. You know what I used to call quarantine super soccer mom? You lock down your stupid family. 
<laughs> and you're doing you're doing little little cardboard cutouts every day of leaves that you're pasting on. But this is great together, alone, alone together. It's an opportunity for us to have family time together. You're that stupid. Do you ever ask yourself? You're like Tom. This is not this is not nice language. I don't I don't care if it's not nice language. I'm not cussing. You're stupid. You're a stupid idiot. Do you ever ask yourself where are the freaking bodies? You ever ask yourself that? There was refrigerator trucks in your yeah. You know what? Where where are the where are the bodies that filled up the refrigerator trucks? They had two Army Corps of Engineer hospitals built in Manhattan that saw zero patients. USS Comfort that they retrofitted and drove into New York Harbor saw 127 total patients in a city of 9 million. You ever ask yourself that before you get your your Elmer's glue out and your stupid self and your stupid kids and you're sitting there and you're pasting this these, these leaves on a cardboard, piece of cardboard saying, well, this is a great time to be a family, great family time. You ever ask yourself, you ever ask yourself, am I just a capitulating, ignorant coward? Look for evidence. You might be a Democrat that's watching this right now and you look at this, oh yeah, you know, the, uh, Jonathan Greenblatt under the Anti-Defamation League, who alleges to be pro-Israel, is lying about things having to do with Israel, but is allegedly pro-Israel. You ever ask yourself before you believe it, where is the video footage of white supremacist rallies against Israel? <laughs> you ever, do you ever do, like maybe, maybe take a step back and have a cognitive thought? Instead of endlessly being prop- propagandized? Look at the reader, reader's added context underneath. In the U.S., as in the EU, the great, even overwhelming majority of demonstrations and riots that are anti-Jewish and pro-Hamas are Muslims. So why would, why would Jonathan Greenplant put this? Because he's pro-Hamas. He's Jewish, Tom. So is George Soros. When George Soros is 14 years old and he's taking... And he says that he's 14. Was he 14 at what year? And how many years afterwards? Was he 14 to 18 while he did it? When he was out there confiscating Jewish goods, Jewish clothing, Jewish jewelry, shoes, household items, their property while they were being put on trains to Dachau, where Joe Biden takes his kids every year when they turn 14. <laughs> Another bold-faced freaking lie. Yeah. So why would Jonathan Greenplant lie about it? Because he's pro-Hamas. He's actually protecting Hamas because he's anti-Israel. How can you be anti-Israel and be an anti- and be an Israeli? I don't know. How can you be anti-American and be Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and the entire Democratic Party? How can you be is Ilan Omar pro-American? She's an American allegedly. She doesn't qualify to be American. She she illegally immigrated because she was married to her brother. Are they pro-American? Is, is Rashida Tlaib pro-American? She's having her security clearances possibly revoked because she can't be trusted. So what is John, Jonathan Greenplant is actually protecting Hamas by saying that the anti-Israel pro-Hamas rallies are being done by white supremacists? Where? Let's look now. Let's go to the next one for me. Here's the, I just want to show you this. What does the FBI consider to be a threat to America? Um, that would be the Gadsden flag. The Betsy Ross flag. This is the militia violent extremism. This is from the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation. This is their own material. Um, The various other things that you see on there. A patriot thing, the revolutionary war imagery. (laughs) That's what they... Does anybody see a Palestinian flag on there? A Hamas flag, 
Um, anything with Muslim extremism? Absolutely not. You and I are the threat, which is also on purpose. All right, go to the next one for me. Just speaking of the FBI, Chuck Cholesterol video. I had to show you this a little off topic, but I had to show it to you. Flashback, FBI whistleblower testifies under oath that the FBI will not allow 11,000 hours of January 6th footage to be released because it would clearly expose undercover agents committing crimes. Play it for me. Those individuals were inside the Capitol, to which the SSA responded back. And I was privy to these conversations firsthand. Why can't you show us? Why can't you just send us, give us access to the 11,000 hours of video that's available? Because there may be, may be, UCs, undercover officers, or CHS's confidential uniform, confidential human sources on those videos whose identity we need to protect. So, Mr. Allen, you got rid of... just bold-faced liars. Everyone just need, I just threw that in there because I was talking about the FBI. Because the FBI's threat is the Gadsden flag or the Betsy Ross flag or revolutionary imagery. That's the threat to America. No Palestinian flags, not Hamas, nobody. Not Hezbollah, you and me. People at, at, at school board meetings... People at Trump rallies were the threat to America, allegedly. When inside the Capitol were FBI agents, FBI informants, FBI NGOs like the Patriot Front, they were inside the Capitol. They were instigating. I didn't, I'm not saying they instigated all the violence, but they instigate. We have, we have it on video where we have a Metropolitan Police officer undercover instigating violence at the Capitol. Yep. So it was a major op. Why would you turn down the National Guard? What would be the point of that? If you have the, I mean, is Nancy Pelosi, you know, Nancy Pelosi's worth between two and $300 million on a $174,000 salary because she's just hit the lottery on every single stock <laughs> purchase she's ever made. Strange how that works. But anyway, don't have time for that. Very lucky. You're very yeah. lucky. Luckiest person on the planet. Um, why would she, she's not paying for the 10,000 National Guard, 10 to 30,000 actually, National Guard troops that Trump offered. Why would you turn that down? Just again, why would you not release the death and hospitalization rates amongst the vaccinated. Why, why wouldn't you just release that? Why wouldn't you do a forensic audit? Why? Why, wouldn't, why would you care? Why would you not want 10,000 National Guard troops there? You're not paying for them out of your $200 million that you, that you and Paul have magically made. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why would you turn that down? Because you didn't want them there. Why would you not want them there? Because they would stop what you wanted to occur which was the appearance of an insurrection while you're completely safe, which you could label an insurrection while you're completely safe. There was no insurrection. Can't have an insurrection when there is no guns. All right, switching subjects. I have to show you this. Heading back, I'm heading, I'm just looking back and make sure, yeah, I'm, I'm heading back. Heading back to uh, Gaza here, it's slowly, okay, but I'm going through China first. Because China has now sent their warships over to the Middle East. That's weird, isn't it? The very people where Hamas trains, remember all this, the right-wing pundits who have sided with the Palestinians, which, make, which is amazing to me, who have sided with them, and I'm a right-wing pundit, I'm just saying, uh, the right-wing pundits have decided to side with the Palestinians and showing all the videos of kids being pulled out of buildings they were forced to stay in by Hamas and then get blown up by Israel. But Hamas trains with China. They actually train them. So, so one of the most... Intricate, and credit to Steve Bannon on this, actually Peter Navarro and Steve Bannon, one of the most uh, intricate tunnel systems on the planet is in China, and one of the most intricate tunnel systems on the planet is at Gaza. Hmm. That's weird, isn't it? Hmm. And then we know that Gaza, that uh, Hamas militants train with the PLA. We know that. We know that. It's absolute fact. So, Peter St. Anche, I advise you, if you want to know legit fiscal 
economic policy and repercussions. You need to follow this guy. Peter St. Ange is his name. While America wastes trillions of dollars on wars, China puts its money into buying up critical resources infrastructure around the world. Play it for me. With America distracted by two wars, perhaps with more to come, China is making a play to replace the U.S. as world hegemon. Last week, China hosted a summit attended by 130 countries, which is most of the countries in the world, that gave a place of honor to Vladimir Putin in a clear middle finger to the U.S. The summit was to celebrate the 10th anniversary of China's so-called Belt and Road Initiative, which is billed as a modern Silk Road that has so far plowed a trillion dollars of Chinese infrastructure investment into some 70 countries. These Chinese trillions serve two purposes. First, to make China's exports cheaper, since they can run through modern ports and trains that run on time, instead of the crumbling ports and railroads in third world countries like Kenya or Ohio. But there's a second purpose, to buy countries out of the U.S. orbit. As Larry Summers put it, when the U.S. comes visiting these countries, it brings a lecture, a list of demands about climate unions or LGBT policy. But when China comes, it brings a gigantic checkbook for goodies. Ports and trains, power plants, telecoms, networks, roads, even apartment complexes. Essentially, China brings a menu. You can have a port and a phone system or a railroad hydro dam and three apartment complexes. Mix and match. Do you want an appetizer with it? So it is easy to see why countries might go with China. Of course, this also gives China control over these countries. Not only the power of the checkbook, but a lot of the new infrastructure is literally handed over to Chinese companies to run. For example, Greece sold a two-thirds stake in its largest port to a Chinese company, who also owns 40 to 90% of major ports in Italy, Spain, and Belgium. The last is important because it competes with Rotterdam, which is Europe's largest port. So what is next? Brought to you by Unchained. What's next is while our ruling clowns in Washington and Brussels claim that losing wars makes us stronger, China knows it is running us down. It's depleting our weapons and munitions, it is scraping our bankrupt treasury, and it is driving inflation as federal spending ramps up to however many trillions it will take to stuff Americans into every conflict on Earth. Just last week, Republican senators were downright giddy how our twin wars will revitalize defense manufacturing. As in, Americans will not be making useful things like cars, but at least we can put our trillions to work blowing stuff up. Final... So there you go. And that's my point about walking in specificity. When you're dealing with the Hamas versus Israel conflict, you don't go the Lindsey Graham route. Lindsey Graham allegedly is pro-Israel. He's more pro-globalist, but he says he's pro-Israel. By He wants to bomb Iran. <laughs> no, that's not what you, we're not looking for perpetual wars. That, that, that the defense contractors, the military industrial complex which constantly feeds his campaign uh, coffers and his own personal finances. No, you, you back Israel. You don't, you don't go invade Iran. You don't go invade Hamas. That's what, I mean, you don't go invade the Gaza Strip. That's walking that fine line. You back Israel. They need some finances, fine. Whatever it is, you back them. You don't go into the conflict. That's what, that's what Lindsey Graham wants. And we've got two, we got two aircraft, aircraft carriers over there right now. And remember, so you have China financing all these countries 30 to 90 percent of many european ports are owned by china same in australia by the way through their belt and road initiative as they come to countries and say you know what we've got 17 billion dollars we want to give you america comes with 
you know what? We got 37 cents in an LBT, LGBTQ uh, lecture for you. Not that we should be giving money away. And by the way, China's money is all funny money anyway. It's just as fraudulent as ours. They're, they're actually in a deep depression. They're, they just manipulate their currency. I don't have time to get into that. So uh, 130 countries met to basically make China, the, the yuan, I think it's called, yuan. Yuan. Yuan, right? Yeah, here? yep. Yuan, the de facto currency. 130 countries met. This is the Biden, another great accomplishment by the Biden administration. Never happened under Trump. Never happened under Obama. Never happened under Bush. Never, never happened under Clinton. Never ever had under Bush, the, the first Bush. Or Reagan. Or Carter. Or Ford. Or Nixon. Or LBJ. Or RFK. Or, or JFK. None of them. Eisenhower. None of them. Never happened before. But it's happened under Biden. We have 130, 130 countries meeting to make the yuan the de facto currency. And while they sat there and they honored Putin. Everyone's so scared of Putin. 130 countries met and honored him. Which is basically every country on the planet outside of us. Met and honored Putin. Not that I agree with it, but that's what they did. Let me show you this. Simon Atiba tweet. Breaking, China has deployed six warships. Six! Including a guided missile destroyer towards Israel amid escalating tensions. We don't need... Israel, A, doesn't want us involved. And we don't need to get involved. Because you think, and I, I'm, I'm trying to remember who I'm taking this from. Oh, it's from uh, Douglas McGregor, which I'll get to in a second. You start bombing Iran, you think Russia's going to let that happen? No. To show some, but I just want to show you, this is, this is, just run it side by side, if you can, that video. I just want to show you, there's the Russian, here's the Chinese Navy. This is the most sophisticated, technologically advanced Navy on the planet. No, no, we are, because that's what we've been told. And wrong, they are. We couldn't get our ships across the Atlantic if we had to right now. We don't have enough submarines. We only have 1.2 million total military personnel. Total. Total. What do we have in World War II? 12 million. They have millions upon millions upon millions. They have hypersonic technology that we don't have. Yep. That was testified to by military personnel on Capitol at a congressional hearing. And whoever wants to rush into war with what? What are you going to rush into war with? So here's Tucker Carlson video. I got to show you two clips off of this. Aaron, you can run them side by side. You can just run them together. Tucker Carlson uh, clip with uh, Douglas McGregor, retired uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Got to follow him on social media. If you want to know the truth about Ukraine, you want to know the truth about Gaza, you want to know the truth about Iran, got to follow this guy, not John Kirby, who's just a capitulating, ankle-grabbing, Say anything that anybody tells me to say from the DNC, absolute pansy boy. That's who John. That's who John Kirby is. But if you want to know the truth? Douglas McGregor will tell you the truth. Here's his assessment on Iran. Play it for me. Look at the military side. You have to look at the arsenal of missiles that Iran possesses, and they can reach out 1,200 miles with great precision, very uh, high explosive conventional warheads that would do enormous damage, destroying whole city blocks in places like Haifa, Tel Aviv, even Jerusalem, though I doubt they would attack Jerusalem. The, the bottom line is that we need to think this through, and everyone right now is emoting. There is no thinking anywhere, as far as I can tell. The only So what would happen to the United States if we followed Senator Graham's advice and just began bombing critical infrastructure in Iran? Like what, what would happen then? Well, all of the bases that we have in Iraq and Syria, unfortunately, where we still have over a thousand Americans, 
all of those would be targeted, and this time they would target them accurately, and this destruction would be wholesale. I would expect trouble here at home and in the United States because of the open border. Hezbollah has a very large operation in Mexico. There are no doubt many, many, many Hezbollah agents inside the United States. We can only begin to imagine the kind of trouble they could cause. The missile and space program in Iran is very, very advanced, as is their cyber warfare capability. All of these things would be brought to bear against us. But what's most important, I think, for Americans to understand is if we attack Iran on the basis of Hezbollah's alleged willingness to attack Israel if Israel invades Gaza, we will end up in a fight with Russia. Russia will not sit by quietly and watch Iran destroyed by the United States air and naval power in the region. And once Russia enters this, uh, it, it becomes much more than just a local conflict, maybe more than just a regional war. We haven't thought this through. We need to do that. And I doubt seriously at that point that the Turks would be able to stay out. The Turks are Sunni Muslims. They are the de facto leaders of the Sunni Muslim world. They have the largest armed forces in the region. They are in close proximity to Israel. They could move forces south through Syria very rapidly. And I'm sure Bashar al-Assad, assuming he even survives the opening of this campaign, would not obstruct them. So you have all these people like Lindsey Graham who want to fight all these all these battles. We want to fight not not fight all these battles. We want to fight all these wars. They want to fight China. They want to fight uh, Russia and Ukraine. They now want to fight Russia and Iran, and they want to fight Iran and Iran, and they want to fight China in the Middle East all at the same time using a total military force of 1.2 million soldiers. In a decrepit Navy, we have Navy ships running into each other. You, say, I mean, you just have to ask yourself, what are these guys thinking? And it's like Doug, Douglas McGregor just said, none of them are thinking. So I put together just a little litany of our soldiers, of the state of our military right now. And we're going to run it for you. Play it for me. You'll be the cash, I'll be the rubber band. Uh, <clears throat> okay. If you'll be the cash, I'll be the rubber band. You'll be the match, I'll be a few. Has it? He's the one I'm leaving you for. Did you know that 90% of you will keep going past this video and not follow one of the only drag queens in America that happens to serve in the military? Yeah, you will. But let me show you some pictures of me recently, maybe to give you encouragement to follow me. So we have me at Ocala Pride. That's me. This is also me at Ocala Pride. And this is me past Sunday or past Friday. Why did I today Sunday? This is me past Friday. Aren't I gorgeous? And the other day I had a photo shoot. Wham. I be doing it. So. If you want to come on this journey and follow one of America's only drag queens, I'm here for you. Give me that follow. So we're going to win wars with these guys on a five-front war? It's not going to happen. Everybody thinks that, everybody thinks, it just reminds me of the, of the people who had to defund the police rally, and they wanted 
They wanted, they said they called, it was in Minneapolis, the whole George Floyd thing. They had to defund the police rally, and then they called the police for security. <laughs> Everybody thinks that you make our military worse and worse every year, and it never gets worse. It's absolutely incoherent thought. You defund the military. You don't fund vital weapons projects inside the military, like hypersonic technology. You make the military a social experimentation site. And then you're going to go fight a five-front war against people who only care about, only care about killing. You've ever seen the Russian recruitment, Russian military recruitment videos? The Chinese military recruitment videos? You know how many transgender people serve in the Russian military? <laughs> Zero. You know how many serve in the Chinese Navy or military? Zero. You know why? Because they don't give a crap. You being able to transform yourself into a transvestite does not, does not enable you to be a good soldier. To, as Rush Limbaugh said, blow things up and kill people. It doesn't, that's the, that's the sole purpose of the military. Blow things up and kill people. That's it. Trans rights doesn't help you do those two things. But our military is only an expert at those two things. And one last thing I want to tell you. And if you've watched this podcast, you know this. During World War II, we had 12 million soldiers and seven five-star generals. Seven. Now we have 1.2 million soldiers, 1.2 million, and 44 five-stars. So it's all just a giant social experiment being done by the military. You know what? I'm a woman and I'm gay. So that qualifies me to be a five-star. Because look at us show our gender equity. That's all the military is about right now. You're like, Tom, I love the military. Or military. I love the military. I was raised in the military house. I was born in Redondo Beach, L.A. Because my dad was serving in the Navy. I lived in Norfolk, Virginia because my dad was serving in the Navy. I, learned, I lived in Germany because my dad was an attache for the Navy to the Army in Germany. So please. I love it. But I don't like what the Biden administration is made of. And we certainly cannot fight wars. I'm telling you right now, we cannot fight a, a, a one-front war, let alone a five-front war. We could never get our ships across. McGregor will tell you that. Pull them up. He will tell you, we could never get our ships across. If a war really started, say in Taiwan, we'd never get our ships across the Atlantic or Pacific. The submarine fleet of China and Russia would sink every ship we have. We don't have the numbers. We haven't built any. We haven't built any new oil refineries in America for 40 years. We, don't, we aren't building vital infrastructure. When you say, oh, no, we just passed a $1.7 trillion infrastructure bill, which all went to solar panels, which all went to green technology, which, which doesn't work. All right, well, that's it for the night. Nine minutes into overtime. I love you guys. 761 people on right now. Appreciate each and every one of you. Switch. To Rumble, when listen, you got to switch to Rumble. It's the only free speech streaming platform out there. You got to switch to Rumble. They're banning me off of Facebook. I can't friend you on Facebook. I can't reach out to you on Facebook because I'm completely banned on Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, switch over because we'll have to delete this podcast right after anyway because we'll get right after the podcast is over. Because if I don't, then YouTube will come out, come out, come come back afterwards. Find something on there that offends them, and then ban it. They always ban, they, they ban me subsequent to both messages on, on Sunday mornings and on the podcast. So switch to Rumble. We've got to have a parallel culture, a parallel society, a parallel economy. Anybody's welcome on Rumble. I don't want, hey, 
If you're a leftist, you're welcome on Rumble. We're not, we're not trying to censor you because we're not Nazis. Nazis do that. We don't try to take your guns. We're not Nazis. We don't do medical experiments on you. We're not Nazis. We don't slaughter the unborn to the tune of 40, 40 to 60 million a year. We're not Nazis. Free speech. That's what we're about. So switch over to Rumble. Back here. Thursday night, full 90 minutes of fury. Let's break some records. Trying to get to 1,000 on Rumble. Share this with as many people as you possibly can. Still got lots of post-game videos to show you. Got to see them. Almost all of them are new. You've got to see the post-game. Love you all. See you Thursday night. God bless you. Christians who are in these churches, these fake churches that don't preach the Word of God, they think persecution means you're wrong. But what does the Word of God say in Matthew chapter 5? Verses 11 and 12. Blessed are you when people persecute you. Blessed are you when people speak evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you.